Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. We're continuing to talk about building the bridge of trust. And this week we're, we're talking about things that are a requirement to actually build trust or restore trust. Now, our text for this principle, and there's a lot of other verses that will apply, but I particularly love these two. Proverbs 18, 19. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And, and that verse is not talking about some manipulative, I'm offended type of thing. It's talking about where there's actually been true hurt, true offense. Uh, something was done, it offended. That person, it's harder to win them than a strong city. So we want to avoid those types of situations because the Apostle Paul talked about the fact that, you know, none of us lives to ourselves or dies to ourselves. In other words, we're not an island off over to the side that functions independently of everyone else. No, we have to have human relations, and with that, there has to be a build, bridge, we have to build a bridge of trust with those that we interact with. Then Matthew 24, 12, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And again, if you would think about the word lawlessness there of being violating the laws of human interaction. It's bigger than that, but for the sake of what we're talking about, God established humanity to function a certain way. And when you read the Bible, well, let me just give you an example. If somebody lies to you, the next time they're talking to you about doing something or participating in something, your level of trust will be lower. Why? Because they lied to you. If you lie, it diminishes trust. That is a law of human interaction. Now, we've been told everybody has their own truth, and largely that has been designed so that people can lie. And with that, it's creating a situation where we're supposed to accept things that we know are not true, because that's, quote, the truth. Now, with this, we talked about yesterday that where it really begins, if we're going to build a bridge of trust, we have to understand that there's things that we don't know, that we could do something innocently, and, and especially every man that has ever been married, you understand this. There are times you did something innocently. Sometimes you did it just to, to be a blessing. And when it's all over, said and done, you're going, oh, how did I mess up in that one? <laughs> you know, it, it, at that point, there's things that the way other people perceive them can be different than the way you intend it. And the thing of it is, is in order to get what get the right results with our intention, there has to be communication. And with that, we have to understand that there are things that we may not know. There's things that we may not know. And that we can actually 
offend unintentionally. That's a reality. But with that, both sides need to understand that you can offend unintentionally. That something can, you can be the one that's offended, but at that point, that person may never have intended to do that. Wasn't their design, wasn't their goal, wasn't what they were after. But there just has to be an understanding that I don't know everything that's in that other person's mind. And the same thing is true with the different groups in society. We have to understand there's things about that other group we don't know and understand, and we have to be willing to listen. Each group, each side needs to have that approach. Now, with this, the building of the bridge of trust requires certain actions. And with that, and again, I'm, I'm largely going to use husband-wife relationships because, again, it's easier to illustrate it with, with two people. Um, and with that, in a husband-wife, when, when there's something, you know, that, and I'm going to use the guy because it seems like it's us most of the time, but at that point, an acknowledgement of what was done, an acknowledgement. Now, at, at that point, see, a lot of people have problems with that. And, and see, at that point, a lot of that is pride. Having trouble acknowledging. At that point, it's almost like, well, if I say that, if, if I acknowledge that, well, that's not what I intended. There's called unintended consequences. There are things that sometimes we do something we never intended to do that. That was not our intent. And with that, acknowledging that, hey, I understand that when I did this, that hurt you. I'm sorry. H having that interaction, they, a recognition, the bottom line, because one of the things that we always look at in an interaction when there's been some kind of offense does that person really get it? Do they really understand what they did? See, and this it works for both sides. We look for it in the other side. The other side's looking for it in us. Do we really understand what happened? You know, um, you know. A lot of times you see on TV somebody did something. Well, you, you know, you know. I'm I'm sorry if I hurt anybody type thing. Well, at that point, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, so, some of that is a little more than, well, I'm sorry I got caught. <laughs> uh, that's about as far as some of that goes. What we're talking about here is a recognition that, hey, in a manner of speaking, I never intended to do something to hurt you. But I understand now doing this hurts you. I understand that now. I didn't, I did not intend to hurt you when I did it. I have new information now. I understand. And, and that understanding also creates value. It creates value. I'll, I'll flip it around on the other side. You know, talking about, you know, husbands and wives and so forth. You know, <laughs> seems like women are always trying to change men. 
And, you know, with that, a lot of times women do things trying to make, quote, life better. And they don't realize that what they did violated something that was really important to the man. And that there, there are certain things that, you know, we want it this way. And, well, it, it's got to be improved. Well, you know, there's a part that you have to matter. The guy has to matter. And it's not always about improving life. Sometimes it's just about me liking what's happening. And with that, in the husband-wife relationship, that dynamic, again, intent is good. How it's performed, how it's done, doesn't always produce that effect. And a lot, one of the biggest problems we have is when we don't like something, we assign to that person or that group that, therefore, they do not like us. Well, no, the only thing that might be missing is some communication. Now, after the communication and there's an understanding, oh, oh, you, you know, it was like when my wife and I first got married, there's, I'm, I'm really funny about food. Uh, there's very few things that I like. I, I actually can, can and will eat more things than I like because uh, sometimes it's just too hard to do it otherwise. But when I have my choice, <laughs> it's a very set type of thing. And in this, she fixed something uh, when we first got married and it had some stuff in it that I just cannot stand. I just couldn't stand it. But I knew that she had spent, I don't know how much time, but she had spent a lot of time fixing supper. She was proud of her supper. She's a, you know, a new wife. She's given it her best, so forth and so on. And I thought, the last thing I need to do is my first comment about this being what I don't like. That will not be good. <laughs> that will not build a bridge of trust. But at the same time, if I don't tell the truth about this, I'm going to keep getting that nonsense. And it was really just a matter of taking some ingredients out that I didn't like. It was good otherwise. And so actually what I did was she said, well, how is it? I said, hey, it's really good. And so forth and so on. We talked about it. And then a little later I said, you know, but this one particular ingredient, I said, I really don't like that. And so pretty much when you fix stuff for me, leave that out if at all possible because I just, I really don't like it. And, and at that point, the bottom line is what she fixed was good. It, I just needed to have that moved out of it. And so at that point, you, you recognize the other person. Part of it is you're, you're communicating that they do have value, that they do actually matter in the equation. It's not just about what you want and how you want it. You see, that's one of the biggest problems in our society today is 
so many sides, because there's all kinds of sides on all different issues. It's this is the way it is, and this is the way it needs to be, and this is the way I want it to happen. You know, it's actually amazing some of the people that even promote liberty, but yet at the same time they don't want other people to have liberty. Well, that's not the way liberty works. It's not just liberty for us and not anybody else. No, there needs to be a recognition that we all matter. Every last one of us matters. And, and this statement about understanding, all right, didn't intend it, but when this was done, this is how it made you feel. This is how it impacted you. I understand that. And then beginning to deal with things, understanding how it impacts the other person, the other side, the other group, so forth and so on. We should not ignore people. People do matter. God made people. And, and as the Declaration of Independence says, all are created equal. All are created equal and are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, among these being life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, the bottom line is uh, the, one of the biggest differences between liberty and freedom is freedom is, has an idea also of unrestrained. Liberty, if you would, is freedom within a framework. You have life, you have liberty, you have the pursuit of happiness within a framework. You can't violate other people's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.